Hey there, it's your girl Andrea Griffin Rogers. Don't you think it's high time to wake up to some healing? To be revived from brokenness to wholeness and from pieces to peace? Well, I do. So come and join me at the Can I Get a Favorite podcast. Enjoy it. Hey, what's up, fellow agents of revival? How are you today? How are you doing? How is that little girl or boy inside of you doing today? You may be wondering why I decided to call you this morning an agent of revival. Well, for one, you're part of my ministry if you're listening to this podcast. And my ministry is called Agents of Revival. But it's about being a person who wants change, who is allowing God to make a change in their life in order to produce new fruit. And who will then have the anointing by God to go out and produce change in the environment that you live in, the community that you're in in the world that we need to see change in today. So that's why I'm calling you an agent of revival. And so today's favor that I wanna ask of you is can you not rush the process? Don't rush. That's what I heard God saying this morning as I was worshiping the Lord and listening to um, a, a wonderful song off of the album, Tent Revival by Travis Green. If you haven't heard it, it's streaming on all platforms, so I encourage you to go take a listen to it. But the song is called No Rush, and as I was listening to that song, God just started to stir in my spirit this message about waiting on the Lord, about not rushing the process, not rushing to get ahead, not rushing to get to that next step or phase in life, But just being still and present in the moment, knowing that God will get you where you need to be. You won't be late. You will be on time because he's an on-time God. So we don't have to rush to get to the next, to get to the there. We just have to be present in the now, be still and know that God is God and he will get us to where we need to be as long as we are willing to partner with the Holy Spirit to get us there. Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, I come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing my brother or my sister to take this moment to hear and receive a word from you, Heavenly Father. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Unhardened hearts, Heavenly Father. Take the enemy's finger out of the ears of your people so they may hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church, God, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, we have many problems and trials and tribulations and sorrows and persecutions and and issues and things that stress us out day to day, God, but we lay them at your feet. And we say, Heavenly Father, take the burdens from us. Give us your light. Give us your peace. Give us your rest, Lord. Help us to see ourselves in the way that you see us, God. Take our weakness and give us your strength so that your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We need you, Lord. We can do nothing without you. So take all our cares and our worries and our concerns and give us your rest. We know we don't have to rush in this moment because we can just be still in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Saturate this place, fill our hearts as only you can. Let us overflow 
so that we have enough to pour out onto others. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. So getting back to uh, not rushing, waiting on the Lord. Um, you know, I've had to have this conversation with God multiple times throughout my Job wilderness season because I wanted things to end. I was so tired of the pain of the process. I was tired of the crushing and the pruning. I was just like, God, when is it going to end? Like, I don't know how much more I can take. I mean, left and right, front and back, center, under me, above me. I mean, everything just was crumbling. There was no foundation I felt that I could even stand on anymore. There was nothing above my head. I just felt cold air. I mean, if you think of a shack or a building that is just decrepit and and falling down and and barely being held on by a thread, that's how my life felt. It was like, I mean, come on, Jesus. I'm holding on to that last little piece of wood because once that last piece of wood blow away, that's it. I don't have no more house. It's, It's gone. Like the whole house then fell apart and just shattered all around me in this tornado, tsunami, hurricane, and volcanic storm that you just came in my life so I really was like okay God I needed to hurry up like when when how long God how much longer okay tomorrow Ugh. the next day Ugh. the ne- I mean it was just like God at what point are you going to stop the storm and it got to the point and dare I say I hear it right now again God was saying to me at what point are you going to stop fighting the storm I don't need you to fight the storm. I need you to trust in the process and learn what you can through this storm. And see, many times when we're going through a storm, we feel like we need to just rush right through it. We need to hurry up and fight through this thing and and overcome and get to the next, especially because society teaches us that you need to rush right through. You need to hurry up. You need to microwave this thing. And God is saying, "I'm, I'm a slow cooker, God. I'm I'm old school, baby, with, with making it from scratch. I'm building something new in you from scratch. And so anybody that knows what that means, that knows how to cook from scratch, that means you take raw ingredients to prepare your meal. You don't just go get a box cake or a cake already made at the bakery and that's done. No, you got the raw ingredients to make your own cake. And that's what God is doing in your life. If you're in a crushing or a pruning season, you're in a season where you're just grieving a lot, things are just falling apart all around you, you just seem like it's just one stressful thing after another, after another, baby, I'm talking to you. You are the one that's where I was. And my God, even that right there is a word. That's a testimony for somebody because where you are right now, you're not going to stay because I didn't stay there. God helped me evolve and get through that process. And now I am in a transitioning period from that Job wilderness season to my ascension season, to the season where God has taken me higher. But I had to go through that crushing in the pit, in the dark room process where it felt like, God, there's nothing that can come from this dirt. It's dirt all around me. It's dirt covering me. I'm the seed, but I don't see nothing going on. But God was saying, because I'm the planter, I see roots going down. So if you just stop fighting and stop trying to wiggle 
out of getting out of this dirt, you will one day become a tall oak tree. You will one day become a tall mustard mustard tree. But you have to allow to yourself to be a mustard seed first. You have to allow yourself to just be planted in seed form and allow God, who is the ultimate gardener, to do the work in your life. He knows exactly what you need. He knows the right environments you need to be in. He knows the right circumstances that need to come against you or fall apart around you or that you need to be placed in the right adversity that you need in order to produce the best fruit from your life. We don't understand it. We look at it and we think, God, can't nothing good come from this. I mean, clearly, God, maybe you you must be mistaken because we don't see the good in it. All we see is bad. All we see is destruction. All we see is problems, headache, heartache, and pain. So it just seems like, God, there's no way that anything good can come from this. But I hear God saying to you today, don't rush the process. No rush. Wait on me. I'm doing a new thing in your life. Do you not perceive it? Is what it says in Isaiah 43. See, I am doing a new thing. Let God do the new thing in your life. I talked about this yesterday on yesterday's episode about burn me beautifully. Let God burn you beautifully, burn you righteously, burn you holy. You're going through a refining process. There's a reason why you're in the storm that you're in right now. It could be something you've done that has placed you in there, or it could be you were doing everything right. And God still allowed the storm to come. But it's because it's refining you, just like gold, just like diamonds, in order to get to the best quality of gemstone that we would want to wear today. It has to go through the refining process, through the fiery storms and, and tearing and, 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 and knacking apart in order to get to that beautiful, shining vessel that we see people wearing today that you will want to go into the jewelry store and buy god is doing the same thing in your life there are going to be people that are going to gravitate to you like a jewelry store that's going to say oh i want that piece of jewelry right there and that could be a spouse for you that could be friendships for you that could be job opportunities for you that could be whatever it is entrepreneurship customers clients whatever it is that you are in need of God is doing a new thing in you. He is refining something in you. Allow that process to happen so that when it's time to put you on top shelf, because that's what you're becoming, you're becoming top shelf value, baby. And you know anything that's top shelf is quality material. It was made from the finest products. The finest materials in the earth was used to create that top shelf leather bag, that top shelf uh, design designer Italian shoe, that top shelf Chanel dress, that top shelf alcohol, I mean that top shelf diamond, whatever it is on top shelf, baby, you know it took time, it took some years of process, it took using the best resources and materials in the world in order to produce that best quality of fruit that is called top shelf value. And that's what God is doing in your life. He is creating you to be top shelf quality value. See, right now you bottom shelf. 
you may not want to hear that, but that's the truth of it. Because I was bottom shelf. Let's just be honest. And we put ourselves as bottom shelf because we are so beat up by the trials and tribulations in the world, by what people have said about us or done to us, that we become so broken, that there's a deficit in our lives, that we are not able to see that we are top shelf quality. And so we settle. We settle for things that are beneath us. We settle for people that God never had in store for us. And that could be friendships or relationships. You just settle. You know you should not be with that person. You know that person is not in the best place in their life to be the right godly man or woman for you. But you're settling. Why? Because you don't recognize who and whose you are. You don't understand that you are top shelf quality, baby. You are a kingdom heir. And because you have an inheritance on your life, you don't have to settle. But you've gotten complacent in time. You've gotten so beat up and boggled down with time and how long it's taking that you've gotten so frustrated in the process. So you try to help God alone. You try to rush the process. You settle in, in relationships and friendships and jobs and careers that God never intended for you to be in. And now you feel stuck. And you feel like, I don't know where to go. And I'm miserable. I don't know which way to turn. And I'm angry. And I'm bitter. And I'm just fed up. And I'm tired. And I don't even know why I'm tired today. Because I had, I had eight hours of sleep, but I'm still tired. That's because there is a thirst in your life that your life, circumstances, decisions, and choices are not quenching. As I taught on yesterday's podcast, I encourage you to go listen to Burn Me Beautifully because I touched on a lot of things in there. But you have to get to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You have to get to God's Word, which is your daily bread. You have to get to establishing and cultivating a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ because he is your living water. And you need the Holy Spirit because it is the air that you breathe each and every day. These are the three main things that each human being needs in life in order to survive. So you think you need the external things. And so you're rushing the process. I need a man. I need a woman. I need friends. I need this job. I need this money. I need this. I need, I need, I need. And God is saying, no, you need more of me. Because I already promised in Matthew 6 that if you seek first my kingdom, and live righteously, which means according to the way I want you to live, then everything else will be added unto you. You don't have to go out and be scraping the dirt living in sin. Yes, I know I said it to Adam and Eve. That's because they were in sin. But once you become a new creature and God, you are no longer living in that sinful place if you allow God's Holy Spirit to do new work in your life. Baby, I'm preaching better than you listening, okay? God is saying to you today, allow me to do a refining in your life. Allow me to burn you beautifully and don't rush the process. The reason why you think it's taking longer is because you are complaining through the storm and you are not learning what you need to learn on this level. So God, just like the Israelite children, he will sit you there and let you continue to stir in that wilderness until you learn the lesson. Until you see and believe that you can step into the promised land. But when you can't, okay, he will take you the long way around. The children of Israel, when they left Egypt, it was only supposed to take an 11-day journey. 
And actually, there was a quicker way for them to go. But God said, I can't take them that way because that way they'll come against war and they are already tired and already have a defeated mentality. So if I take them the shorter way and they encounter war, they'll run right back to their comfort zone. They will choose slavery and being beaten and broken, busted and disgusted over what I have for them. Because on the other side, that army that they're going to face is their promised land. But they're too weak right now in their mind, in their body. They got stinking thinking. They can't fight that enemy right now. And God's saying the same thing to you today. Because you're sitting like, God, can you rush this thing? Can you hurry up? And God is saying, no, I'm taking my time. But I'm taking my time, not for time's sake, but for you. I don't want you to perish. He says in the second Peter, and he also says in Habakkuk 3, I'm taking my time. Because I don't want anybody to perish. I'm sorry, not Habakkuk 3. Habakkuk 2, 2 through 4. I'm sorry. That's the right scripture. He doesn't want you to perish. He's taking his time for a purpose. It is to develop you so that you will have what you need. You will have what it takes to sustain on the next level. If he gets you to the next level too soon, you will lose it. Why? Because you will tarnish it. Because you thought you were ready, but then you'll see the, the next level demons and the next level battles and challenges and storms you're going to face and you will crumble under the pressure of the weight of those storms. So God is doing something with you on this level right now. It hurts. It sucks. You cannot see the fruit of what's happening right now, but just like a seed planted into the ground, there are roots being developed and produced so that it can sustain when it grows taller and stronger like an oak tree. You have to allow the process. Don't rush through this time that you're going through. I get it. I was there. I wanted it to hurry up and it didn't. And dare I say, I believe it lasted a little longer than it was supposed to, just like the Israelites, because I was complaining. I wasn't doing the work needed to get my own healing. See, when I prayed for God to heal me from the grieving, the grievances that was going on in my heart, from the heartache and the pain and the suffering, God already said yes, because his promises are yes and amen. So you already said yes when I asked for healing. The, I had to partner with him in the amen. And the amen isn't just about saying it out of your mouth. That's step one. Then step two is doing the work. See, once I said, <clears throat> excuse me, once I said, God, heal me, he said, yes. Then I said, amen. And God said, okay, get into some counseling. No, mm-mm, God, see, I don't think I need counseling. I think I got it. I'm good. You know, I talked to my girlfriend yesterday and. I talked to my guy friend, I talked to my homeboy. So we good. Like, I'm good, God. I don't need no counseling. I'm all right. I'm, I'm good. I'm too blessed to be stressed. And God said, no, you are stressed. And I'm trying to bless you by telling you to get into counseling. And then some of you may be in counseling. You're like, well, I'm not seeing anything happening. Are you working well? What's not working well? Are you doing the work the counselor told you, tells you to do? See, it's not just about getting into counseling. It's about, first of all, finding the right counselor. And then secondly, doing the work. See, every time my counselor gave me a, a task, an activity, homework to do, I did it. Because my Christian counselor knew 
what I needed to get to the next level. She was outside of my problems. So she can see how to solve them more clearly than I could. And she wasn't my friend. So she wasn't attached to me. She didn't have a an, an initiative to say to me what I wanted to hear. She said to me what I needed to heal. And that's the difference of why it's not the best thing to go to your friends for your healing. Because they will say what you want to hear and not what's going to heal you. Why? Because they don't want to add on to your confrontation. They don't want confrontation and they don't want to add on to your pain. So they're going to be gentle with you. But the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. A good friend will sharpen you. And if you've ever had a knife and an iron sharpener and you or a knife um, sharpener, if you take that knife, there's iron blades that are that are scraping that metal. I'm sure the knife is not feeling like it's a good thing to be scraped like that. But once it's finished, it produces a sharper knife. The same thing goes with our friendships. We need friendships. And this is a different message. But come on, Holy Spirit, because you're moving right now. You need friendships that will sharpen you. You need to establish relationships in your life, even with a spouse that will sharpen you and not just say what you want to hear, but that it's hearing from the Holy Spirit because they have a relationship with the Holy Spirit to be able to give you wise counsel. God talks about it throughout his entire word about seeking wise counsel. Don't go to war and you don't have wise counsel. And and that's in the natural sense of don't go to war, but it also means don't go in your day-to-day fighting the battles that you face at work and, and at your um, church uh, organization with your friendships, whatever, your family. Don't go into situations and you didn't count the cost of what it's going to take, but also you did not seek wise counsel of is this the best strategy? Is this the best way to go about this? You need to have people who will sharpen you, who will tell you things that you may not want to hear, but you know it will stir your faith to do better, to become better, to change some of your stinking thinking, to change that nasty attitude of yours. Hello, somebody. Because some people out there, they got some nasty attitudes. And God is saying, I'm trying to do a new thing in you. I want you to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry, but you quick to get angry. And then you're like, ooh, Jesus, you know, please take this anger away from me. I mean, you know my heart. And God's saying, I'm trying to do a new work in your heart. I need you to deal with that anger. But you don't want to address it. And then you'll have a friend come along and say the same thing, trying to point out your anger. Or a family member that might try to point out your anger issues. And then now you're lashing out at them. I ain't got an anger problem. Yes, you do. <laughs> Look at how you just responded. You have a problem. You need to face and address it. You need to allow God to do a work in you. Stop focusing on getting there when God's trying to do a new work here. I said it before and I'll say it again. Here is holy. It's holy because God is right here in this present moment, in this present circumstances and situation with you. He's trying to do a new work through you. You are so focused on trying to rush the process because the crushing is hard and heavy. But God is saying, be still and know that I am God. I am with you right where you are and I am for you, not against you. I'm trying to do something new 
in your life. But there's a working that has to be done on your heart and then your mind. Or vice versa. God's going to start stirring things in your mind first. And then by doing that, if you allow the work to be done, will transform your heart. Your heart is transformed by the renewing of your mind is what God's word says. That's why you need the Father, Son, Holy Spirit each and every day. And you need what I'm calling the Holy Trinity of God's word. You need God's word, which is the daily bread. You need um, the living water, which is Jesus Christ. And you need the breath of life, which is the Holy Spirit. All three correlate on earth as it is in heaven. You need them all in order to get through your day to day. See, I don't get through each day without God. I study and meditate on his word day and night, as it says in Joshua 1.8. Not only to, sh- to study to show myself approved, as it says in 1 Thessalonians, but I'm also doing it because I know that God has better in store for me, and I know I cannot get through this day on my own. I know that the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I know that at any attempt, the enemy is going to try to use something to come against me, to use something that will knock me off my game, to use something that will uh, try to irritate me or, or take me out of my peaceful place of balance and rest. You cannot allow the, the enemy to do that. That's why you have to stand on guard. You have to put on the whole armor of God, which is his word which is a relationship with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus Christ as the center, foundation, and cornerstone of your life. You need to trust in the process. Breathe through it. Know that you will get through it. I got through it. I am your living witness testimony here to tell you I got through the pain. I got through the suffering. I got through the hardship. I didn't think I could get through it, but I did. With the Lord on my side, by doing the work that he told me to do, by allowing the Holy Spirit to do a new work and a cleansing in my heart, a refining in my life and in my body, I got through the pain of the crushing process. And if I got through it, I promise you, baby, you will get through it too. And so when the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, May the Lord our God be gracious to you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. As always, I want to thank you for listening to the Can I Get a Favor podcast. We're just starting this new venture, and while new opportunities will come and help us continue to grow, your charitable donations and contributions helps keep this podcast going. Here are some ways in which you can give your seed. You can click one of the links in the description, or you can download either the Cash app and find me at Andrea G's, that's A-N-D as in dog, R-E-A-G-E-E-S, A-N-D-R-E-A-G-E-E-S, or you can go onto the Venmo app and find me at Andrea Griffin Rogers, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-G-R-I-F-F, as in Frank, I-N-R-O-G-E-R-S, again, that's A-N-D-R-E-A-G-R-I-F-F-I-N. R-O-G-E-R-S. Thank you for your seeds and contributions. Take care and God bless you.